Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. My name's Carter. I'm joined by Nate. Are your lights on in the background there? Yeah, they are. It's okay. just the, the light is actually coming through my window for once gotcha. because we are coming into the summer months. So eight o'clock is like local time is not actually dark anymore. So yeah, it's weird. Like I was, I was just kind of like chilling in the living room because I was like, oh, like I knew I had to do the podcast tonight, but I was like, oh, like I, I still got lots of time. Look at how light out it is. And yeah, right. it was like seven thirty. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, whoops, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love how we unintentionally matched today. Yeah, right. Looks so, looks good. I, I was yeah. gonna wear my uh, my TQR hat as well, but then I was like, you know what? That might be a little much, and I'm glad I didn't because <laughs> then it would be like logo and I guess logo in the top corner up here, hat, your hat, and then. My no, shirt, your all shirt. the branding, all the branding. <laughs> just replace our faces with Quack Report logos. Yeah, exactly. So Carter and I are each wearing the uh, the vintage tee. Uh, I got the black. Carter's got it in the charcoal gray, I believe. Yeah, what it's called. And uh, if you if you want to match with us, you can go to tqrshop.myspreadshop.com and pick yourself up some merch because it's awesome. And why the Quack not? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, currently, it looks like um, because we are doing the store through uh, Spreadshop, they are currently offering free standard shipping, it says, uh, for the next six days. So oh, nice. get on that. Yeah, a good time. Free yeah. shipping is always the best thing. I love it. I, yeah. I honestly hate like shipping costs. Like I know that it's it a thing and I know where the money yeah. goes to, but like I'll, I'll go online and I'll like you know, fill up my cart with like things that I want. And it's like the, the orders like, and you know, like might be like 50 bucks, we'll say. Yeah. And then the shipping is like 10 and I'm like 10 bucks for shipping. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it's, it doesn't matter if I pay 50 or 60 bucks. No, but I'm like $10 just to have it delivered to me. Like there's no <laughs> way I could go out and get this stuff for like basically nothing. And I mean, yeah. with gas nowadays, it's probably like five bucks to drive to the mall and back. But yeah, that, basically <laughs> I hate shipping. And at any time someone offers free shipping, if, like even if I need something that's like 20 bucks and like their free shipping limit is 50, I'm like, you know what? I could spend 30 bucks and like, yeah, I could spend a little bit more and get, yeah, and get yeah, exactly. Shipping. And like the shipping might only be $5. So it'd be like 25 bucks for like the thing I need, but I'll, I'll yeah. go out of my way to spend another $30 <laughs> just so I don't have to pay shipping. No, the, the worst is, is not even just shipping costs in general, but it's when the shipping cost is more than the actual cost of the item that you're buying. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. brutal. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's an instant turnoff for me. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah. But the the nice part about uh, the the job that I guess I started now finally on uh, on on Friday, um, I can just kind of wear my normal clothes. So like I straight up wore not the hat, but I like I wore Quack Report stuff to work today and everything. Nice. Like that. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I can represent just whenever now. So yeah, I love That's it. That's good. That's good. So yeah, how was uh how's your week been? I guess since uh. What's today? Wednesday. So yeah, since Sunday. Yeah, since Sunday. When we last yeah, it's, recorded. Yeah, it's been good. I've just been enjoying my job. Um, I uh, yeah, I guess I, I haven't really, I guess, said to you know the, the show or that, but the position that I got. I'm not gonna say where I'm working offhand, but um, I got the job of social media manager, which is really in thanks to doing this show and running those socials. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. and uh, administrative assistant as well. So I'm, I. Uh, it's a, it's a lot of like emails and stuff like that, but they're really allowing me to, they're taking some of the assistant stuff off my plate actually, so that I can focus more on the social media stuff. And uh, so I'm, I'm just 
really happy that like today I was able to like develop an entire plan for the summer and everything like that. And even going into the off season of uh, this museum that I work at and uh, yeah, I'm really excited for it. So it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been good. So. Yeah. You, yeah. you sent me, um, I think it was over Snapchat, like your, um, your like fancy bar, like signature bar for your. Oh yeah. Your yeah. Email. I get my own signature with it that says administrative assistant slash social media admin. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's it like, looks like a business card. Like it, it, my yeah. signature is literally just like my name so that I don't have to type it at the end of an email and look stupid when I type it wrong. <laughs> Cause yeah. I just like type it so fast, but you got like a, like a legit, like, um, I want to say letterhead, but that's like the fancy stuff you put at the top of like yeah. a piece of paper. So like, yeah. I don't know, footer, s- signature. I don't know, actually yes, know what it's signature. called. But I think it's a is signature. It, is yeah. it a signature? So, yeah. But uh, it was like one of the board members of the of the museum that I work at now had uh, come in. So I was, I've, I've met a couple of the board members now. And the ones like had said, because uh, our director was like, yeah, he worked gift shop last year. And the one said, well, that's quite the, uh, quite the promotion. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, you're, you're basically uh, um, Oscar, Oscar Isaac from Moon Knight. You go from gift shop like attendant at a museum <laughs> to like saver of the universe. I mean, it's not quite that far, but sure, we'll go with that. I'll I'll, I'll go with that. So yeah, you're like Moon Knight Light. You're you're like it's Moon Moonlight. Like sun, we'll call sunset? it. Yeah, I'm Twilight. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, you're basically Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and then somebody's gonna make a uh a, a fanfic about it and it's gonna get turned into another book series and then it gets turned into movies so yeah if you don't know what i mean like that was the 50 shades of gray stuff is <laughs> actually like it was i think it was actually like a fan fiction of twilight oh became really its own it became its own thing yeah so i i know nothing about 50 shades of gray so is there like vampires and werewolves in it or is it just like no it, it is normal people god i can't believe we're talking about this but <laughs> you brought it up <laughs> i i haven't read the books and i've been forced to watch the movies by my girlfriend and i feel like a lot of girlfriends like a lot of like boyfriends have been forced to watch it by their girlfriends and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I yeah, there's there's no vampires or anything like that, unfortunately. So So it, it's literally just like soft porn. Pretty much. For the and, and that's only for like the first one. Everything else, then it becomes like kind of like a thriller in a way. And it's like, okay, we like we completely took a left turn here. Okay, now you're kind of selling me on it. So Okay, then, then go watch it. I guess I don't know. My my girlfriend's well, got DVDs. I? If you want to rent, if you want to borrow them, should I? Like, is it actually good? Like, should I watch it? Or you can talk to her about that. I don't know. They're 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 all right. Okay, I guess because so. I don't know because without getting too personal, if it's very story driven, I'm not interested. But if there's just if there's just a lot of like suggestive themes, then I could be interested. A little bit. Like I said, the the other two become a bit more thrillers. Like there's some cool car stuff and whatnot, because the one like the guy is like super rich. So like car stuff as in like car sex or car stuff as in like car chase. Car chase. Okay. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I literally know nothing about <laughs> them. So <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I've like I just like I kind of was focusing, but not at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, yeah. If, if you wanna, if 
if you want to have a better idea for yourself personally, yeah, go go talk to my girlfriend after we're done recording here. Oh, okay. After, after we're done this show. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, well, maybe we can make that a uh, quack report unplugged for the off season. Because uh, I don't I, even. I'm vetoing that. I'm vetoing that. What about Fifty Shades of Orange? So orange is the new black. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> You've watched a lot more of that than I have, but yeah, yeah. I don't remember when I stopped, but I haven't seen the last season. So, yeah. but yeah, I uh, yeah. We we have like a whole list of like movies that we were like, oh, we should do that for the off season, and I remember yeah. absolutely none of them. Uh, I remember we had Scooby Doo. We still haven't done Slapshot yet. Oh um, yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen those. Yeah, and. I mean, I guess we're gonna have more time. Like, there's like been some Marvel stuff that's come out now, and um, mm-hmm. there'll be some more Star Wars stuff. I'm super hyped for Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, what's that? Two weeks ish? Yeah, know? I think so. Two and a bit. Yeah. I am. Yeah, I'm so excited for that, man. You have no idea. So, <laughs> oh no, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's I'm I'm so excited for that. So excited for that. Yeah, we so. like even personally, we haven't talked about Doctor Strange yet. So. No, um, we haven't. You're right. So, well, we'll maybe have to cut this episode short and uh, yep. discuss that afterwards. But yeah, I think we'll have an episode. So that's been the, on that's that been the quack report. Uh, thanks for everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, but. Well, we, we do have Ducks news here. Um, of course, it's in the off season when we actually get like a bunch of news coming at us, right? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> well, we, like we had like two or three stories for Sunday. We got two or like we got like three stories today as well. And it's like, why can't we have this in the regular season? Right. Yeah, right. Like, like, we, like we've straight up had multiple episodes. They're just like, yeah, there's no news otherwise, so we're just gonna go to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, there was like a good three week span where I'm pretty sure we could have just put out the same episode and nobody would have noticed because it's like, oh, right, ducks yeah, lost. They- this happened. This is why. <laughs> Look at this shot map and yeah. see you later, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Here's the shot map. <laughs> Dallas Eakin sucks. Uh, the defense is not playing great uh, for a Trevor while. Trevor Zegers is a god. <laughs> yeah, Trevor Zegers is a god. And uh, same with Troy Terry. Uh, and that line with Milano needs to get put together. And uh, there's no news. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that, that was and a while. Yeah. And something's wrong with John Gibson. That was like another one. That, yeah. And that I feel like it was like three weeks. And then now it's like everything is everything's like, happening all at yeah, once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, I guess let's get into it because I'm uh, I'm excited to get into some of this news here. Yeah. Well, the Ducks just keep losing. Unfortunately, we did not win the first overall pick. Then again, I think we had, what, 3.5% chance to do Something it. Like so, yeah. whatever, that's fine. We're still in the top 10. I'll take that. It's, it's going to be, a, yeah, a, from from what I know at least, it's going to be a pretty decent draft. So From what I've been told, yeah. Yeah, I, so we can hopefully get something good in there. Yeah, and I don't think we'll really get too much into like the picks that, that we could potentially Yeah, take. not yet. Not yet, because, uh, I mean... Uh, has Bob McKenzie put out his uh, his master list? His uh, idiot's guide to the 2022 NHL entry draft. You know what? Let me double check, actually. Because <laughs> I, I always wait for that. You know, kind of like once all, like all the hockey is wrapped up, like all the junior and um, overseas leagues have ended and you kind of know where everybody stands. That's kind of mm-hmm. when I start to pay attention and be like, okay, like who is actually like a, a real possibility to be drafted here? Yeah, I love when I search Bobby Kenzie now. The first things that pop up are actually Bobby Margarito. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, 
Oh, Draft Center. Here we go. TSN, Bob McKenzie, top 32 from Elite Prospects. Yeah, so it, it is here. Yeah. Okay, so, nice. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I guess he kind of updates it throughout the year yeah. to some extent. So, uh, if, if everything were to go like just as he has it ordered right now, uh, the Anaheim Ducks would be looking at Connor Geeky from the Winnipeg Ice of the WHL. 63 games played this year, 24 goals, 70 points on the season. Well, I like him already because his name yeah. is Connor. And every any time a Connor enters the league, you know he's going to be good. Only one end, though. So uh, that just makes him more superior, I think. Isn't that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you only need one. Isn't that how Connor McGregor spells his name? With Is it with one I, end? I think so. Let me... Uh, do a quick Google search. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Ah, so we're going to basically get Connor McGregor. Let's go. <laughs> um, 49 penalty minutes this year, so maybe. <laughs> yeah. Is he? Does he have any relation to Morgan Kiki? With, uh, I guess he's in Seattle now. Uh, I'm not sure. Let me take a look here. Okay. If it's on Elite Prospects, they're usually the go-to place for siblings. Uh, no. No, just... Or, sorry, oh, who, did you, who did you say again? Morgan Geeky? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Morgan okay. Geeky. And, oh, uh, nice. and Noah Geeky. Yep. And Noah. Oh, so we got, you know, a whole Stahl Brothers worth of them. Yeah. Is, is Noah older or is he the youngest? Because I haven't heard. Uh, uh, 21. So he's like. Yeah. He's currently playing in the, it looks like the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. Uh, That was 16, 17, though. It was like the last. Oh, true. Okay. Stat. So. And he's yeah. 21. Oh, it says here retired. Oh, yeah. There yeah, you go. So, so. Okay. Never mind then. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's. Uh. I, I just want to take a look at Morgan Geeky's stats here and, and compare it to kind of where he was at. Yeah. Uh, sure. His, what? When was his draft year? Twenty seventeen. So that last season in the WHL with the Tri City Americans, ninety points in seventy two games. So, uh, and you said his brother Dang. was what about fifty points, sixty points? Uh, Connor Geeky was seventy points oh, in sixty three. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, just looking at the numbers and like purely just the points, um, looks to be comparable to his brother. And I mean, if he's projected yeah. 10th overall, um, Morgan Geeky was a third round pick. So I, I don't know how much of that is maybe name recognition for Connor, but. Um, could, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm kind of wondering. I really have not been following uh, or wasn't following the WHL a whole lot this year and i kind of feel bad for it i'm just gonna see where the winnipeg ice finished i think they were like first endings i think they were first in their conference oh no yeah because they're in a different conference than edmonton and i I, Mm -hmm. yeah I, i think they did pretty good anyways uh this season they finished oh it actually doesn't say uh At least on elite prospects. I, yeah. Um, not I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, looks all right from a quick glance. So, um, yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into a lot more draft stuff kind of uh, in the future leading up to it or that. I think mm-hmm. for the next couple of weeks, it's going to be obviously a bit more playoff focused and that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because um, the draft is July. No, no, it's June, isn't it? I believe it's the end of June. It is. Oh, no, uh, July 7th and 8th. 
Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I feel like we went through this like last week. We did. Yeah, I think we did. (laughs) July 7th and 8th. Okay. Yeah. So in month. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have like a week or like a month before we can really get into it. Probably because then like all the hockey will kind of be wrapped up and we'll be strapped for content. So yeah, exactly. So, but uh, yeah, in Montreal this year, it's being held with the Montreal Canadiens holding the first overall pick. Uh-huh. What a fall from grace for the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, you're in the Stanley Cup final less than a year later. Yeah, you're getting the first overall pick. Like, I'm sure if you were to tell any like anybody that before, like during that playoff run last year, everyone would have been like, like what are you on? Right? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like no team goes from being in the finals to the first overall pick in this like less than a year, right? Unless like you're that, the Montreal Canadiens. Unless you're the Montreal yeah. Canadiens this year, apparently. So <laughs> but I mean to be fair, like they didn't have price all year. They didn't have Shea Weber all year. Yeah, they um, they were missing a lot of pieces. Yeah. Cole Caulfield was having an awful season until Martin St. Louis came in. Kokanyemi got offer yeah. sheeted. Uh they lost Philip Deneau in free agency. Like yeah. those were like five key pieces. Well, and and who's the coach at the start of the season? Dominic Ducharme, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He just didn't feel like a good fit, honestly, as like a head coach for that team. It just, mm-hmm. I don't know. There, I, I was seeing a lot of doubt. Like once it was announced that uh, he was gonna like take on it as like the full time head coach, he had the interim tag removed. Yeah. Uh, I, I was seeing a lot of doubt, and yeah, sure, sure enough. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But yeah, Ducks getting that uh, that tenth overall pick, which uh, which is good. I mean, you know, any well, I mean, any first round pick can turn into a good player, but obviously, the higher, the better, right? So, um, yeah, I think according to Verbeek's plan, too, like we really only just need a a few more pieces over the next few years, and this kid's probably not going to come in as an eighteen year old, whoever we draft, and and just light it up. But he'll yeah. be that that piece we can add in a few years to kind of push us over the edge. Um, mm-hmm. presumably, you know, if he pans out, obviously there's no guarantee, but generally that's what first overall, like later first overall picks do like kind of outside the top three, I would say is they take three to four years to develop. And then uh, you're making a playoff push, which the Anaheim ducks will probably do in three to four years. And then mm-hmm. boom, you got like this highly skilled player that costs you less than a million dollars, just lighten it up for you. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that 10th overall pick now, we will have uh, Boston's pick for the first round. So we just have right. to kind of wait it out and see at this point. I, I still think Carolina is taking that series. Um, so, you know, once the first round is done, we might have we'll have a lot better of idea of when that second pick is going to be for the Anaheim Ducks. We have another two in the second round, our own as well as Pittsburgh's. Uh, we're missing our third round pick, which was uh, traded last summer it looks like i'm just pulling this up here on cap friendly um oh yeah montreal got our third round pick last year and we took the third round pick from or sorry montreal has our pick for this year we took the third round pick from last year okay and i think we subsequently traded that because it's showing chicago at number 76 with tyson hins Okay. Um, what that we have our own f- part of. Yeah, we have our own fourth. We have our own fifth as well as Toronto's. Um, we don't have our own sixth, but we have Nashville's, and then no seventh round pick. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we're 
I think we're in a good place going into this draft. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because we still have what two, four, six, eight picks in a seven round draft. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you already mentioned the um, the Montreal Canadiens got that first overall pick. Uh, New Jersey moved up from uh, f- I believe they were fifth last in the league. Uh, they moved up to second. So uh, yeah, they're gonna get another good piece and you know probably just continue to be mediocre for the next four or five years but (laughs) (laughs) man i i want new jersey to do well Mm. to be honest with you yeah as a team that that like is deserving of the turnaround at this point i feel like yeah at least in the same boat as buffalo for me where it's like yeah they both have like a good they need to be competitive again a hundred percent i i think they're really only a few pieces away like their forward core is scary but their defense is it leaves something to be desired. They haven't had a good goalie since, you know, prime Corey Schneider, I would say. Well, actually, I would say they yeah. haven't even really had a good goalie since Martin Brodeur. <laughs> yeah, you could argue that. So. so, so like, they just need to go out and get a goalie. They need to stock up on defense, and then they're going to be terrifying. Like, it's, but they're just not, they just don't have it yet. And yeah. I, I don't know why it is. Maybe because... If people want to go to that area of the United States, they're like, "Oh, how about the Rangers?" Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's it. I, I really don't know. That could but, be it. So, yeah. Um, where did uh, I? Like I said, I hadn't actually really seen like the draft order that. Where is Seattle? Because they finished third last, so they're outside that top three. Yeah, they're, if anybody's a little upset, it might be them. Yeah, they got bumped to fourth with New Jersey bumping up to them. Or oh, okay, up and to then, second. So and it just so, it just pushed them down a spot. So does Philly have fifth then as well? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it's basically the the reverse standings order, except take New Jersey and just slot them in second. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Other than that, nothing changed. So. Yeah. Yeah. If if you're Arizona, you're kind of going like, okay, sweet, we still got a top three pick, but also like because you know, presumably at least, unless Montreal really throws everybody for a curveball here, mm-hmm. Shane Wright's going first, right? So yeah. in actuality, whoever has that second pick, I feel like has the first actual pick, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. But now you're really playing like, okay, we got to figure out who they might take, and we have our list of who we want and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, um, I don't know if you've listened to Thirty Two Thoughts yet today, uh, the episode that came out Wednesday morning. Uh, may- maybe. Let me double check. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, there is a... They, they talked, I think, kind of at the end of it. Um, Jeff Merrick had brought up, like, if you're Arizona, do you say to Montreal, like, give me your first-round pick? Like, like, let's basically swap picks and, like, as a sweetener for you to move down two spots, we'll also give you the first-round pick for next year. Which yeah. is, you know, another shot at Connor Bedard, basically. Um and Elliot was immediately like, "No fucking way, Montreal." Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to no. say, "Are you risking? Are you risking giving up Connor Bedard?" Because <laughs> let's be honest, Arizona's yeah. probably still fighting for him next year too. Yeah, right. Like, wh- who would you rather have if you're Arizona, Shane Wright or Connor Bedard? Now watch, watch them get neither. Yeah, and everybody just laugh at them because you're unfortunately being managed very poorly. Yeah. Um, actually, on the the live stream last um, uh, that I sorry the the watch along I did last night, um, mm. Ali brought up as an internet uh, sorry as an intermission question, um, like 
what are some hockey conspiracy theories? And I immediately jumped to like that the draft lottery is rigged. And oh boy, did that set the chat into a frenzy. Um, <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So if you're Gary Bettman and you rig this draft, like you, you really don't have a problem just like tossing Shane Wright to Montreal, right? And like, oh, let's give New Jersey another second. And then because it would look it would look kind of sus if Arizona got Shane Wright and Connor Bedard, right? So next year, let's let, like let's still give them a top three pick, a number three, sure, why not? Um, and then, like they're still going to be trash anyways. And then next year, you give them Connor Bedard, no matter where they finish in the standings. They could, yeah. they could be fucking on the cusp of a playoff spot, sixteenth in the or sixteenth worst, or I guess seventeenth, sorry, in in the league standings. Um, and then they with their like point five percent chance would jump up. Like, I, I could see that. But yeah. Gary Bettman doing that. Oh, man. You're, you're talking about, like, the draft conspiracy and everything like that. And there was the clip of uh, the top three being decided. And Gary Bettman seems a little surprised that Montreal gets number one for some reason. Oh, really? It seems like it. And right away, like, people are going, like, oh, did he maybe try to rig it in favor of Arizona? And Montreal happened to still win, so he's surprised by that? Or... What like mm-hmm. what what's maybe going on here? So yeah. <laughs> I I still think that the draft needs to be done like live with people in the audience and whatnot to yeah. like, guarantee that it's live almost. Yeah, exactly. Why why doesn't it? Why doesn't but, it happen that way? Like, is it too I, much I to is it too much to just slap an NHL logo on like one of those, you know, Wheel of Fortune style spinny wheels and just get like Bill Daly to go like oh, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then just like just show it live on air is that too much to ask yeah i have i have no idea so though to put it on a wheel you would definitely have to like m- like m- meticulously like measure out like the equivalent of 3.5 percent for the anaheim ducks kind of deal dude, right? oh yeah dude i could do it in literally 10 minutes like <laughs> you just go into excel you make a pie chart <laughs> everybody knows how to make a pie chart in Excel. I would, well, maybe not everybody, but I, I, I got to remind I myself. <laughs> yeah, you, you can figure it out. It's not, it's really not hard. Oh yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah, but fuck, it's probably out there. You could just Google like NHL draft lottery odds pie chart and like have it, then print it out on a giant poster, glue it to one of those spinny wheels that you buy off Amazon and then boom, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's all it takes. <laughs> 10 minutes. Ugh. Make Hell, you could even make it pretty. Just make it an afternoon project. Like, get some yeah. poor underpaid intern to, instead of run to Starbucks and get everybody coffee in the studio, just like, hey, slap this board together. <laughs> I I do like, though, um, like the uh, the bingo balls or whatever, like the, the ping pong balls. I do like that yeah. approach still to it. Mm-hmm. But I think they just all need to be, like, together and whatnot. And you're just, like, they're shooting up. Kind of like how it is, but just done in front of a live audience, I think. Yeah. So, because it, it does feel a little sus sometimes. So, yeah, right. It's like, what, like, why would, why would you do it behind closed doors? Why? What's, yeah. I don't get it. I mean, they're, they're kind of seemingly trying to rectify it a little bit, call it the Edmonton rule of, uh, like you can't have like a top five pick, I think, or something like that in like, uh, more than two back to back years. I, I forget uh, what the new no, rule it's, it's is. It's the other but, way around. You can't, um, you can't win the lottery, so get so move up to a first, second, or third spot um, more than two times in a five-year okay. span. Um, yeah. yeah. Which, and it doesn't count like your previous ones, so that's why New Jersey was able to win it 
this time because they'd won yeah. the lottery like I don't know, it feels like every year for like the last five years, but because it's like it was just instated last year. Uh or, I think it was leading into this season. Was it into this season? Yeah. Yeah. So either way it doesn't count, but well, and the last like top pick that New Jersey would have had would have been twenty nineteen. So that's three seasons ago at this point. Oh, was that the so, last one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm I'm pretty sure at least. So I like that's what, uh, that's uh, what yeah, I can no. remember. So yeah. No, you're probably right. I just it, it just feels like they've won it a lot over the last few yeah. years. So yeah, that's fair. But I mean I uh, I guess they had he shared just a few years before that. So it it feels more yeah, yeah I, I can see what you mean. Like it feels repetitive, but they've mm-hmm. actually been fairly spaced out compared to like like I said, it's called the Edmonton rule because there was what three or four first overall picks in five years. Four in the span, four in the span of six. Yeah, four. In the, yeah, that's that feels a little uh, a little sketch to me. But yeah, but I mean, you look at how bad they were. It's it's really not a surprise. Like, how do you stay that bad? Because it's Edmonton. Uh, fair. Like I I understand <laughs> mismanagement and everything like that. Yeah. But like that that just seemed a little rough. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, I, they're they're trying to say, oh yeah, it's it's not rigged. But I, I'm I'm with you on that conspiracy. I still think it is kind of. So, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But because um, like, okay, if you want if you want to make an Anaheim comparison, yes, we only got bumped one time last year. But oh, conveniently, that Seattle gets the second pick when they're supposed to, like when they're at the third best odds, right? So, mm-hmm. not the California team. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Marcus, you're Marcus alive. Is alive. Good. Glad to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Marcus. Um, let's uh, let's move on to Zegris here being nominated for the Calder Memorial Trophy. As to we knew absolutely, it was happen. to absolutely nobody's surprise. <laughs> nobody's the, surprised. The three the three nominees are Bunting, Cider, and Zegris. Which I mean, we were calling quite a while ago. I think. Um, yeah, it, especially after they, like Raymond kind of dropped off, it was like, okay, these are going to be the three. So yeah, not really a surprise to anybody. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, actually, we didn't we didn't even talk about the other ones um, either, like the Vesna and the Norris. I think are the other two that have been announced. But uh, Vesna was announced, yeah, which was Markstrom from Calgary, mm-hmm. Saros from Nashville, and Shesterkin, obviously from uh, the Rangers. Yeah. So and that one, I feel like again, that's gonna, no surprise for the nominees. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna. Yeah, exactly. Um, talking about that one really quickly, it feels like that should just be Shesterkin's award. Yeah, the thing that kind of makes me question. You could give good arguments, I think, for everybody. Saros was yeah, on a team that wasn't maybe supposed to make the playoffs, and he really helped to get them there. And you mm-hmm. saw it what happened when he wasn't around i get it it's the colorado avalanche but like at least have some kind of a fight in you right yeah and for jacob markstrom he had nine shutouts on the season was one away from tying the franchise record for the flames of 10 uh set by mika kippersoff i think in 2006 2007 it's like that's been standing for a long time Mm -hmm. and let me just pull up uh markstrom's numbers here specifically because uh they did look very good um but i can also see people saying oh he's behind a a daryl sutter system right but yeah this was a team that it it took a bit to kind of like work well 
defensively even. So mm-hmm. um, regular season. Here we go. Apply. Uh, yeah, Jacob Markstrom, 37 wins, a 2.22 goals against, and a 922 save percentage. Yeah, so very solid numbers too. If if I was if if it was my decision to make out of those three, I would probably pick Shesterkin. Um, yeah, just like like we knew that Saros was good, we knew that Markstrom was good, we knew that Shesterkin was like decent, but we didn't know he was like this good. That he was gonna right? come out swinging like this. Yeah, Shesterkin with uh, thirty six wins on the season, six shutouts, a nine thirty five save percentage, and a two oh seven goals against. And then I will pull up uh, Saros's numbers here as well. Yeah, I, I still think it, this one could go either way. Like there isn't, like maybe Shesterkin's the front runner, but it, there's not like a clear winner. Like if Markstrom or Saros won, I would be like, okay, yeah, they still had great seasons. Yeah, uh, yeah, Saros, thirty-eight wins, four shutouts, a nine-eighteen save percentage, and a two-sixty-four goals against. He really dragged that team i feel like kicking and screaming to the postseason just to unfortunately get hurt a couple games before the postseason started and not able to do anything about it so um my just narrowing it down to two um i i feel like it's between markstrom and shesterkin and to narrow it down even more i feel like it should go to shesterkin yeah. Because realistically, like, yes, New York was doing a lot better, had a very quick turnaround or that, but they aren't maybe as high uh, in the standings and that sort of thing um, as they are without him. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, we're seeing in the playoffs right now what happens when he's not playing up to that level yeah. uh, as well. So, um, though, then again, though, the Rangers did just win tonight uh, 5-3 over the Pittsburgh Penguins and have uh, shortened the lead on Pittsburgh, but uh, it is now 3-2 Pittsburgh after uh, Game 5. So mm-hmm. that's an interesting series right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then the Norris candidates were announced, um, I believe it was Monday, and it's, to nobody's surprise, Victor Hedman, Kale McCarr, and Roman Yossi. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, this year, they're in all the ones that they've announced so far, there is three candidates and everybody knows who they were, like, yeah, you know, exactly. in January. And yeah. now it's just, like, officially saying, okay, here they actually are. Yeah. Who's um, who's uh, who's your pick for the Norris? Oh, God. You could... This one, to me, is the closest out of all of the ones that we've talked about. I guess we haven't really talked about the Calder. We kind of jumped around. But we'll, when we get back to the Calder, this one is the closest, where this one could literally go either way. Like, I say you cut the trophy into thirds, and each <laughs> each one of them, like, deserves it. And like it for their own way. Like Victor Hedman has been Victor Hedman. Roman Yossi, fucking an insane amount of points for a defenseman. And then Kale McCarr is like not only 23 years old or whatever it is, but like also like at the same level as like a veteran 30-year-old defenseman. Like like a game changer at 23 years old as a defenseman. So Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of talking myself into Kale McCarr, I think, but um I think, you, like I said, you could make a case for all of those. So, yeah, my my guy I'm leaning towards is Kale McCarr. Uh, 77 games played this year, 86 points. But also, it's it's not supposed to be you know the defenseman who scores the most points, right? That's not the Norris. It's you know defenseman of the year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think McCarr. You know, he was placed in a lot of different situations. He is that top guy now on that back mm-hmm. end in Colorado. 
at 23 years old, which is absolutely ridiculous here. Um, I'm also just trying to pull up uh, some of his stats here. I, I want to see like his uh, his uh, like zone starts. Mm-hmm. I want to see what that's at here. Um, yeah, yeah. Like for this one, I would honestly have to dive into more advanced stats, like you're kind of doing, and see like okay, what's like expected goals percentage when they're on and off the ice, and like yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, where are you, Keel? There we go. Um. Okay, now where did the starts go? Where did they go? I just saw them. Pretty sure I just saw them. I'm not seeing them. Where did they go? Oh, here we go. Uh, tw- yeah, I mean, th- this guy has definitely played everywhere into a good percentage as well. Uh, 21.8% of his shifts started in the offensive zone, 193 in the neutral, and 176 in the defensive zone. With the remaining forty one point two just on the fly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was uh, like when you said that, I was like, oh, what other lot. zone is there? But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the fly, I guess. Yeah. Um, from what I can see, actually here, I can narrow this down to just defensemen so I don't get confused. Here we go. Um for defensive zone, uh, the next player was Devin Taves at sixteen percent of starts in the defensive zone. And then it drops to Josh Manson at 12% of the defensive zone. Hmm. So Kale McCarr, like he led in every uh, zone for this team. He, he was like the go-to guy. For, yeah, he was yeah, the go-to like, guy to start. So, yeah. um, And he also had the, actually the least amount of shifts starting on the fly at 41.2%. The next lowest was Devin Taves at 52.8. Oh, wow. So... Yeah, I think that yeah. I think that was his partner, um, if I'm Devin remembering correctly. I think yeah, I think I they were D pairings. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So, but yeah, Makar's my pick at least for this. So yeah. Um, okay, now to actually get into the Calder because <laughs> we we sort of <laughs> just breeze past it. Uh, obviously, we we want Zegras to win this, right? Like yeah. Like from a bias perspective, Zegras is the winner, but. And it's it's really hard to be unbiased because we've seen the most, at least I've seen the most out of Zegras compared to Bunting and Sider. Like, yeah, in, in terms of like what I know about the player and what they've done and like what I've actually seen, it it goes Zegras because I watched pretty much every game this season, and then Bunting, I saw a little bit more just in the highlights, and I had him on a fa- on my fantasy teams at certain points throughout the year, so yeah, kind of followed what he was doing a little closer. And then I know next to nothing about what Moritz Sider has done besides that he has like changed the outlook for the Detroit Red Wings. Okay, well, let me fill you in here a little bit because I do have stats for everybody, and I'm going to show you why. No, this is going to get a lot of Toronto fans upset. Why Bunting does not deserve it, and no, it's not because of his age. I got everything else here. Yeah, so Cider okay. played all 82 games this year, was a minus nine on a team that really sucked this year, to be honest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, seven goals, 43 assists for 50 points in his rookie season as a defenseman. Mm-hmm. That That's pretty Solid. good. Um, a .61 points per game average. Uh, t- 20 of the 43 assists were primary assists, so just under half of them. Um, but pretty close. Uh, but for defensemen, I also like to take a look at their zone starts, right? Like where mm-hmm. they're where they're trusted to be. Um, 
he was at 12.3% in the offensive zone, 16.2 in the neutral and 16.4 in the defensive end. So they do rely on him to be that actual defensive uh, guy. There was one mm. other stat here. I didn't write it down, but I want to read you the um, uh, his shots blocked this year because I kind of looked at that number and I said, are you serious about this? Um, where did that go here? Shots. Yeah, here. Shots blocked. Uh, take a, okay. Take a guess. Uh, we'll play hot and cold here. Okay. More cider shots blocked. Let's okay. I know that like in the two fifties is a lot for like, like that's kind of like the, the top blocks, um, mm. in the league. So I'm going to go somewhere around like 180. Oh, you are very close, actually. Am I? Okay, yeah. 161 shots blocked. Okay, yeah, and... that, that's still good. That's like oh. two a game-ish. <laughs> uh, Danny DeKaiser is second on the Red Wings for shots blocked at 102. Oh, damn. Third is Philip Hronick with 81. Like, literally, Moritz, like, between first and third for blocked shots, Moritz Eider, like, almost doubles mm-hmm. Philip Hronick. Yeah, now, that's insane. Now I don't sub to this theory, but a lot of people say that if you have a high amount of blocked shots, it means that your positioning is awful. I've kind of heard that argument before. What What do you think about that? Like, I, I think the argument is kind of like for plus and minus, right? Like, if it's yeah. if your blocked shots are somewhere in the middle, it's like okay, sure. But if it's like super low, it's like what are you doing? Block some more shots. And if it's like super high, then it's like what are you doing? Like have better positioning like actually defending your man instead of just you know skating around and being like oh shit i got a block you know see there is that but you you can easily be in position and block shots right yeah because you're in that lane you're presumably within a like a certain amount of distance you're fairly close right because you're not going to be trying to block shots from like the top of the crease to the top of the hash marks because that's your your goalie's job at that point right you are playing up against uh those guys there i feel like Okay. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I was just curious. If yeah. So yeah, I, kind of I, don't, I don't really, I don't really buy into that. That it's it's you're out of position. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it would be more you're out of position if you're picking up a whole lot of penalties in the defensive end, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's something I would look at for like out of position. But I don't think shots blocked is out of position. Mm-hmm. So being having played behind multiple defenses and that kind of thing. Yeah. Typically, when I'm seeing shots blocked, it is guys in the right spot. So. Okay. And like whether it's intentional or actually uh like or like accidentally getting hit by shots. Mm-hmm. So which as a goalie, I also kind of go, why are you blocking shots? I paid thousands of dollars to wear this expensive gear that is specifically designed <laughs> to block the like block the puck, block yeah. the ball, whatever. <laughs> like so, I said, it's because we love you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now okay. So it's a little bit harder, obviously, to compare a defenseman and a forward. Mm-hmm. So my finalists. This one I'm I'm not going to be able to really give a yeah this guy maybe a little bit more um, without sounding bias you know me though I'm I'm looking directly at the stats I've seen like clips mm-hmm. of everybody playing and that kind of thing so I'm trying to be as objective as possible I'm just going to in between Zegers and Bunting my Bunting doesn't deserve to win it and again it's not because of his age Bunting 23 goals 40 assists for 63 points that's pretty good. Uh, and a 0.79 point per game average. That's pretty good. Uh, 13.1% shooting percentage and expected goals of 25.2. 
And again, I'm looking at that because he is a he is a forward. Mm-hmm. Compare that to Trevor Zegras, who played four less games, had the same amount of goals, two less assists. However, 21 of the 38 are primary assists, meaning he is the guy to give the dish mm-hmm. in order to uh you know, create an opportunity there. leading directly to the goal. Yeah. Like most times. Yeah. Yeah. So 61 points in 75 games gives him a 0.81 point per game average, which I think we were talking about this, like this was a couple months ago and he maintained that, which is impressive in its own mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, 12.7 on the shooting percentage. Again, though, he's a bit more of a passer. We know that, um, but, at, but his expected goals was only 16.7. And he got 23, actually, Mm -hmm. whereas Bunting had less. Yeah. So really, besides the actual like straight up stats of, oh, yeah, he got two more assists than him. So that guy that gave him two more points and his shooting percentage is a little bit better. But by point four, Zegris outranks him in everything else, I think. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. But and you can see as well, it's. I, I kind of look as well at who these guys were playing with. Bunting, primarily with Matthews and Marner, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not to discredit them. That's saying he's playing with really good players. And again, I've talked about before, like you have to have a high IQ and still a, a higher skill set in order to play with some, like guys like that, right? Yeah. So it's not to discredit that. However, though, you take a look at Trevor Zegers, who, yes, he was playing with Troy Terry for a little bit, but for the most part, he but made Troy magic- Terry. Matthews like the yeah th- those are yeah Troy Terry Matthews yeah. and then you want to add Milano to that right who um really started to solidify himself finally in an NHL lineup this season right yeah. unless he was hurt um and then you have you know Zegers getting put with guys like like Derek Grant right who are normally third line guys right so definitely mm-hmm. maybe not the kind of guys that he should be normally playing with or that kind of thing but he was able to still put up those kind of numbers so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it for me, it's down to Zegers and Cider. It is a little bit harder to compare the two of those guys. Um, Cider obviously is is and is going to be a massive part of the Detroit Red Wings back end moving mm-hmm. forward. Um, but man, Zegers just really helped the Ducks this year for a solid chunk of the season. About say what three quarters two-thirds of the season keeping them in a playoff spot mm-hmm. right yeah. so he, he was a big contributor of that and i believe finished second on the team in points as a yeah. as a rookie mm-hmm. yeah and he, and he beat so i understand this is a young team but yeah, yeah so he beat solani's was it points record like rookie points record or was it rookie goals i don't remember uh no, I think it was rookie no, points. It, no it was uh bobby ryan's rookie points. bobby ryan right yeah, yeah. not not david solani yeah <laughs> david solani had more goals in his rookie campaign with the winnipeg jets than he yeah than, oh than yeah Zegers no had no points. Oh, fuck, yeah yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah that's right i've totally forgot his rookie season was with winnipeg yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah you're right it was bobby ryan so so yeah yeah because we looked at that and then it was something stupid he had like like eight, 70 or 80 points in like his rookie campaign uh, with the Jets. Tamu Solani? Solani, yeah. Let me... Or no, or am I thinking of... Oh, what was that other guy that played with the Jets? Like the old ones. Dale Howarchuk? Yeah. I think he was actually yeah, first on the, on the list behind Solani. Okay. Uh, 
yeah, here we go with the Winnipeg Jets somehow playing 84 games in the 92 93 season. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Solani with 76 goals, 56 assists for 132 points. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> was Solani? Solani must have been traded to the Jets then. No, no? He, was, he was originally a Jets player. And then, then he, was traded he... To, he, he was traded to Anaheim in 95. Then how the fuck did he play 84 games? Is that how long have, the season was back I then? have no idea. Unless that's including... No, that's regular season. I yeah, have no. no idea. NHL... I genuinely have no idea. Because, <laughs> yeah, there's okay. nothing... Oh, this, the, the season was 84 games long then. Oh, okay. There you go. When, when did they change it? Let me... We're going we're gonna to learn some stuff today. When All right. did the NHL make the season 82 games? Yeah, either, either way, those Zegras... Cider, those should be the two guys that are debated. I don't think Bunting, you have to have three nominees. I don't think Bunting should be actually considered for this award. So, yeah, I, I don't care enough to go back and look at it, but somebody, for, actually, first of all, uh, it was the 95 96 season that they made it 82 games. So oh, okay. Before. So just a couple years later then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, somebody on Reddit um, for the, like when this thread got posted that, these nominees were announced this morning. Um, somebody said like Michael Bunting literally just hit the um, like the limits. Like you have to be yeah. under whatever the age is by. Oh um, yeah, you're talking, September you're talking about ages. Yeah, yeah, by September fifteenth of that year, his birthday was on September seventeenth. Literally two days later. Oh, <laughs> and then it was like you have to you can't have a certain amount of like pro NHL games played. Uh, it was like less than 25 in the prior season or something like that. And he played like 23 or 24. And then it was like in the last two seasons, like no more than a certain amount. And he, he missed that by like uh, just a couple games too. So it's like literally everything. It's like, it's like this fucking close to him yeah. not being eligible. So yeah, he's, see, he's without like, a doubt going to be the most experienced and oldest Calder nominee. Yeah. And I'm, I, I was trying to stay away from the whole argument of, oh, he's older and that kind of thing. But you could also argue of like, um, it's, he, if there was such a thing, remember when you, like when you played, there was like the most improved award. Yeah. That would be fair for Michael Bunting for the, for the year, yeah. right? Because he's a guy who, yeah, he had to pay some, like pay, like pay some time in the minors and that sort of thing. And he got his mm -hmm. chance and it's worked out well for him. Yeah. But that's like so many other NHL players, right? Compared to a guy like Zegers, who, yes, they have a young team, um, or even like Moritz Sider. They have years of that, but they fought and proved that they were responsible enough and could be trusted enough to play uh, for Zegers' top six minutes and for Sider top pairing minutes. Yeah. Right? So, mm -hmm. but yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing with that thread, too, is. I, I scrolled through the comments just to kind of see what the general consensus was. And unfortunately, Zegers didn't get a lot of love. And I think it's, you know, I'll just chalk it up to, you know, East Coast bias for I feel uh, like it's a, the general consensus yeah, of people, right? I feel like it's a little bit of that on top of people aren't looking at the stats maybe the same way that we are. And again, I'm trying yeah. to be objective with it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But it's, oh yeah, Bunting's got this and Bunting's got that, right? And Zegris, a lot of people feel like Zegris is just a highlight reel kind of guy, right? They're not looking yeah. at the actual points, how he's contributing to the team and whatnot, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's a big part too, but uh, it, it was, 
from what I saw of people saying Michael Bunting, the vast majority of those people were Toronto Maple Leafs fans. Or yeah, the flair was at least Toronto Maple Leafs. Of um, course. And then for more at Cider, I'd say it was probably 50-50 between Bunting and Cider. Um, and then, like I said, Zegers not getting a ton of love. But um, but for Cider, it was kind of everybody. Like, mm-hmm. was say, like, it wasn't just Detroit fans being like, oh, yeah, like let's go Cider. It, it yeah. was Leafs fans saying Bunting, Anaheim fans and, you know, maybe highlight reel watchers saying Zegris. Saying Zegris. And then everybody else was saying Cider. So, yeah. And, and I have, and I'm not going to be disappointed or anything like that if Cider wins it, right? I, I, like, yeah. I would be disappointed if it's Bunting. Yeah. I wouldn't too. be disappointed if it's Cider, though. So, yeah. because he, yeah, exactly. he totally deserves it. Like I said, it's just for myself, it's hard to compare the two. Mm-hmm. Both like really contributed to their teams this year. My, like the only way I would lean a little bit more to Zegris is oh, okay, he helped his team make a bigger jump than mm-hmm. Cider did for Detroit. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I think that's a good place to wrap up that conversation. Nice. So, um, let's take a quick break here before we get to the rest of our discussion points. Um, and I do. I did record DraftKings finally, nice. so we can actually take a break. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So promo code THPN uh, at DraftKings is what you can use. And here are some more words from, you know, Nate about two hours ago. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. Again, that's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, I truly did that recording old school style that there is no editing on my reading whatsoever nice congratulations <laughs> thank you very very proud because normally wow. i'll just kind of like edit for like like the spacing and that kind of thing no i just read it straight through nice i was like sweet did it in one take put it to the music and everything like that and here we go <laughs> <laughs> um so i have a joke for you okay uh this was uh sent to me in the live chat of last night's watch along by uh Wingnut on youtube Great uh, user. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Um, so why do they say that Canadians are better than Germans at the game of hockey? Oh, God. Uh, I, I have no idea. Why are Canadians Can- better at the game of hockey than Germans? Okay. Y- yeah. 
Canadian people have their A game while Germans bring their worst. Uh... <laughs> I, I li- when I first pulled it up, I li- thought it was like a legit question. And then so I read it and then I was like, oh, God, that's awful. <laughs> but I, I did a poor man screenshot and took a photo of it on my phone. And then I had people giving me the commands for doing a screenshot on my computer. And I was like, just let, just let me, I know how to do it. Just let me do it my way. Uh, oh man. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll trade a, I'll trade a bad joke for a bad joke with you. Sure. Cause for I've been, uh, so at my job, we have, uh, lovely goats there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're so much fun. So I've been searching up a lot of goat jokes or that for our social media page. <laughs> Where do you find a legless goat? Where do you find a legless goat? I don't, I don't know. On my kitchen table, right where you left it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that key would come in handy one day. <laughs> one day, yep. <laughs> Today is that day. Now we can replace it with something else. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh. oh, all right. I guess we got one more piece of news here, and yeah, man, I, we I, are already almost at an hour. Jesus. Yeah, right. <laughs> I uh, actually didn't hear anything about this one, so I'll let you take the reins on it here. Yeah, so this news came out maybe an hour actually before we uh, before we started recording. So hmm. uh, there's been some coaching changes uh, in both Anaheim and San Diego. Uh, the biggest ones I think happening in San Diego, both uh, or head coach uh, Joel Bouchard as well as assistants Daniel Jacob and Max Talbot have all been relieved of their coaching duties. Damn. Um, all three just joined prior to the season and i i was kind of curious about this i don't know if it's you know pat verbeek wanting certain guys there and whatnot because yeah these guys were only there for one year did they just squeak in to the playoffs yes but they still managed to get to the playoffs right like Mm -hmm. i i don't know this change is definitely uh definitely took myself a little bit by surprise um pat verbeek was quoted as saying uh this was a tough year for everyone, and we feel a clean slate is needed in San Diego. These are extremely difficult decisions, but we are committed to returning to our winning ways in San Diego for our great fans. We wish Joel, Daniel, and Max the best of luck in the future. Hmm. So, yeah, a little a little curious there. So we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on if there's anything else that comes of that or any other reasons or that sort of thing yeah. but i mean like yeah it was a it's a tough year for san diego that's understandable but like they still made the playoffs guys still had progression and whatnot i don't know mm-hmm. yeah it seems um, kind of weird but i mean yeah yeah we'll see so uh and the other one was made with uh the big club themselves the ducks uh assistant coach jeff ward has uh not been fired uh, he has resigned on his own accord due to uh, personal reasons. That's all that's really known for now. Uh, Pat Verbeek saying Jeff made a personal decision to leave the club. We have an important void on the Ducks coaching staff to fill, which we will do diligently this summer. We wish him all the best as well. Yeah, another another shock. But I mean, yeah. if it's, uh, I would have been more shocked if it was a firing. But like when I saw like resign for personal reasons, I was like, okay, that's. Yeah, I guess makes sense. Yeah, so, unfortunate. Oh, but, yeah, and hopefully all the best to Jeff as well. But yeah, hopefully yeah. everything's okay with family and whatnot with the Ward family. So they, uh, they, they, they seem to be good people. So yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a. Uh, I think that's 
that's, whole, that's, we really have to say yeah, on that. that. But um, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of information currently. So, but yeah. uh, if, if more comes out, obviously we'll be sharing it on uh, on Twitter and talking about it in future episodes. So, yeah. Um, well, before we get into the Stanley Cup playoff discussion, because um, you know that's the the big topic, I guess, these days in the NHL. Um, just want to bring something up here. Uh, so the LA Kings, as much as they suck and we hate them, um, <laughs> did a pretty cool thing the other day. Um, this is on their Twitter. It says, it was an incredible honor to have Ben Stelter as our special guest last night. All, uh, we're always rooting for you, Ben, uh, with a heart emoji, and then go Kings go, and hashtag let's go Oilers as well. Um, and then they posted some pictures of, I don't even know the Kings mascots. Uh, you know? I think it's I think it's Bailey. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're, that sounds right. Um, but yeah, there's a picture of Bailey um, with Ben, and uh, Ben's got his uh, Mickey Mouse as well. And um, Bailey's holding the sign and says, it's okay, you're not rooting for us, but Ben, we are rooting for you. Some adorable yeah. pictures there. Um, so being an Oilers fan yourself, I don't know if, I, I mean, I feel like some people outside of Edmonton know the yeah. story of Ben, but if you want to dive into that a little bit more, just to kind of fill some people in here. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he's kind of become like the Oilers... I don't, mascot's the wrong word, but like, um, face, like not the face, I, like, I, yeah, I don't really know, but he's, he's become a big yeah. part of the Oilers organization and like part of the team, um, over the last few months, he, um, he's like, I think four or five years old. Um, and he was diagnosed with, uh, brain cancer, um, at, at some point in the, you know, recent history. Um, and, yeah, it's not looking great for Ben. Um, he's they have stopped treatment um, for him, which is never a good sign, obviously. So um, yeah, very tough for the Stelter family, but they're trying to you know give him his best life, um, and so they've been going to tons of Oilers games. They were down in uh, Disneyland. Um, uh, I think that was like his second time going there. I think the first time is where Mickey Mouse came from, um, and then he's been seen with it like this whole time uh, and then there, he was back down in Disneyland again for like kind of during games one and two of the series um, mm-hmm. and then he was at game four in LA um, so that's why he was you know there and with Bailey as well so yeah he's uh, come an inspiration to a lot of people both in the hockey world and with the Oilers so um, yeah and, really... didn't the, and didn't the Oilers um, also they did a like a specialty hockey card for him specifically, did they not? Yeah, yeah. There's, um, yeah, they did a deck, lot of cool things for him. Yeah, yeah. With Upper Deck, they, uh, I guess, have like a heroic inspirations set. Um, oh, cool. That, they just, it's, in my opinion, it's, or not in my opinion, in my understanding, it's just like one that they, um, when they feel like someone deserves one, like they, they just kind of give you one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he got one of those and McDavid revealed it to him. And uh, it's a picture of him on the ice with McDavid at like an opening ceremony mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, so yeah, pretty cool. Um, he got like a, a big copy of it. They gave a bunch of way out at the game. Um, and then you can actually buy it um, through Upper Deck's EPAC website. It's, I think it's like $9 US or something like that. And all proceeds go to the kids with cancer uh, foundation. So, oh, cool. um, so I actually just bought mine. I, I bought two of them for um, like just today, but I th- think it goes until friday where you can buy them um, okay. and then and they'll like send you a like a physical copy of yeah like a couple months so yeah if you're a hockey card 
collector out there, Upper Deck EPAC has them for yeah, like and yeah for a, for a really good call too. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, so yeah, if you if you are looking for them, don't buy them like on eBay because there's no. a lot of people. Oh, um, I, I was them, so I was seeing that, and I'm just <laughs> like, just man, I, how much of a low life do you have to be to take like someone's misfortune and try to profit off of it like yeah right like the only way i could see it is if like you're not really a collector but you're at the game and you're like 100 bucks gets you the card but i'll donate it all to like the charity like that's the only yeah that's that's a little that's a little different but yeah but i I don't you you know there's people that aren't doing that right (laughs) no yeah exactly majority probably aren't which if if you're listening to this and you are one of those people who likes to do that kind of stuff you fucking suck yeah right (laughs) like there's no buttery way to put it or that yeah you suck you you suck as a human being so yeah exactly and and just to say because i i did say that earlier i bought two one is for me and one and the second one is going to be a gift so i'm not like buying one for me and then going to like try and upsell the second one before people start calling me a piece of shit (laughs) but um yeah i I just wanted to say this was a really classy move by the king's organization um because you know some things are bigger than hockey like like i said as much as I really dislike the Kings these days, being an Oilers and a Ducks fan. Um, classy move with uh, with Ben there. Um, so that is this week deserving, in my opinion, uh, of this week's a big energy move. Yeah, and okay, so we'll give that one to the Kings, mm-hmm. and we'll give the last two to Ben himself. A big energy move. A big energy move. There we go. We are wishing all the best to Ben and his family, of course, in these hard times. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, from a very sad note to uh, yeah, a little bit of a, a little um, bit of a hard um, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let's discuss uh, the recent happenings of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, um, which I think the big one is the first elimination of uh, round one this year. Yeah, the Nashville Predators have officially been eliminated. I know we were kind of talking about it a little bit before, uh, more talking about UC Saros and, you know, kind of the collapse of the Nashville Predators after he uh, he suffered, a, I believe, a high ankle sprain um, yeah. heading into the playoffs there. But, uh, yeah, Nashville done a 5-3 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes in Game 4, the uh, only sweep of Round 1, so which is not... Uh, something you want to see, obviously, if you're a Nashville fan or that. Uh, one one thing that I was kind of taking from this, and it wasn't even necessarily to do like directly with the game itself, but also it was it was just it was Nashville. They were putting they put out a thing which like I do understand. You want as many of your fans there, or whatnot, mm-hmm. but they regionally restricted who could buy tickets, primarily to keep out Colorado fans, and oh, really? I think that's bullshit. They, they I don't even think they had a full arena, did they? Probably not. So I isn't from selling what, from, to like, Colorado fans better than not selling at all? Well, it, it, is, it sounds like this is not the first time they've done it either. Uh, there was a couple of years ago when um, they were playing Chicago in the playoffs, and they did the same thing as well. They restricted it from Illinois buyers and whatnot. So damn, it's oh man, like I I, I don't I don't think that's great. Like I understand, yeah. you want to fill the building, obviously, with as many of your fans as possible. Yeah. But at the same time, like from a money making standpoint, that doesn't make sense to me. Why would you limit your potential buyers? Yeah. Right. Thing, like. Right. So. Yeah, and like people want to go. Honestly, part of the fun is like being there with 
fans from the other perspective. Like the yeah. Battle of Alberta's that we've gone to, it's pretty much always 50 50. Yeah, like, those have been so much fun to do. Yeah. And like, like I, I get it. Some of them definitely get a little rowdy. I mean, we saw yeah. a video from uh, a Battle of Alberta this year of two guys like fighting on the concourse. Yeah. But like for the most part, though, a lot of fans are pretty good with each other right you have playful banter and whatnot and i mean yeah. like we even had it this year when we went to that uh oilers rangers game i wore a rangers jersey right because i'm not <laughs> fucking wearing an oilers one <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and so like, i was talking back and forth with the with the guy sitting behind me and then eventually it came up i was just like i'm just not an oilers fan so i wanted to wear a rangers jersey yeah. and he's like oh okay that's fine like we're just like having fun with it and everything like that too so um but yeah it, it just doesn't make sense to me at least to to limit yourself to that like i get you want your own fans to be there but like that just doesn't seem right it's kind of yeah. like uh oh, who was it that they were like telling fans of the other team who had bought tickets actually to leave i feel like it was washington or tampa one of them was doing it, it oh eastern, yeah it was an eastern I, team i, 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 I think that. it was tampa I, I think it was tampa too yeah yeah like just don't don't do that from an organizational standpoint don't be an asshole right like come on yeah so, yeah uh, yeah but. i think behind that story i feel like it was like the people from the that they were asking to leave that were from the other team i think it was in the lower bowl and they wanted to to make they it wanted look like the just, lower bowl was full yeah. of you, you know fans from that like team they right? paid the money for those tickets leave them alone yeah exactly so but yeah i i don't agree with that either but yeah um Ban Nashville out to nobody's surprise in yeah. four games. <laughs> so uh, karma. <laughs> yeah. Um, Colorado moving on. Face the winner of St. Louis and Minnesota. Yeah. Um, sounds like Kemper's going to be okay and potential. From what I've heard, going to be back for round two after taking a stick to the eye. Yeah, that was a discussion with the uh, the Cat Eyes on uh, Monday's Thirty Two Thoughts. That mm-hmm. was interesting to me. Obviously, being a goalie or that, I've never tried a cat eye mask uh, personally. Um, but something I tweeted out earlier today, actually, was like I was listening to it, like obviously with a discussion and whatnot. And because the whole reason of like NHL goalies wanting to wear the cat eye is a visibility thing. And they're kind of willing to take the risk weirdly for their eyes um, yeah. of wearing that mask, right? We've seen pucks get wedged in there and sticks occasionally and whatnot like it doesn't happen very often but it feels like it's happened enough that it's like eh, this is maybe a little bit of a concern here it's happened to Kemper um, twice yeah exactly like it's yeah it's, it's like getting struck by lightning twice it doesn't happen too often and it happened to Kemper twice and that's a little concerning so yeah um but so one thing I put out though there is a it's I don't know if it's really legal either but it's definitely less illegal uh it's called a cheater cage and you know what i'll, I'll try to pull up uh, a picture of it right now actually because yeah, sure. uh, a notable nhl goalie to wear it that i could recall was uh tim thomas actually okay. um so it's very similar to you know like your your junior minor like straight bar uh cage that you see mm-hmm. um yeah here we go okay uh just let me Oh Jesus! Why did that make that? It's it's like a three thousand pixel image, and then it made it like two hundred pixels, and it's like no, that's not what I was looking for. Um, yeah, here we go. Okay, let me pull this up here. Uh, Chrome tab. Yeah, here we go. So this is a, a a cheater cage. So it is 
a, a straight bar cage, but it doesn't. It's it's similar to a cat eye where it just has the one bar going down the middle. Yeah, but you're not getting a stick through that unless it's like the butt end. You're definitely not getting a yeah. puck into it. No. Yeah. So I, I feel like if you're if you're it's it's goalies worried about visibility and it's the NHL for the longest time fighting with them over safety, right? Yeah. And this is the, kind of the one thing that the NHL has been like reluctantly like, oh, okay, like fine if you if you really are fighting that hard against it. I feel like this is the solution though, almost to both sides, right? Like yeah. it's it's a bit more safe than the cat eye, and mm-hmm. it still allows that visibility. Um, I've yeah, I've seen it a few times with hockey. I see it a lot more actually in lacrosse. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of NLL goalies that uh wear the cheater cage, and uh it's something that when I have like some spare change to throw around or that I'd like to get one for myself actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, but I, I have a buddy that has worn one as well and he loves the visibility on it. And, but he, yeah, you're not getting a, a hockey puck or a lacrosse ball in there really. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, even lacrosse this year saw an issue with the cat eye uh, cage because the ball will kind of morph as well as it, when it's thrown, right. Being mm-hmm. vulcanized rubber uh, or, uh, Indian rubber, it's called. I'm sorry, not vulcanized rubber. That's Occupucks. Um, but it took a little bit of like a more of an oval shape, and it actually went through the cat eye. Oh shit! <laughs> and the guy got hit in the face, and so yeah, definitely a little bit of a, a scary moment there. And so I saw that, and I was like, yeah, now I definitely understand why it's illegal for lacrosse, especially. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I mean, like realistically, cat eye cages aren't legal by like certification standards anywhere mm-hmm. so but the nhl is a lot more loose on that kind of stuff of like enforcing it right so that's why the cat eyes are allowed so yeah but yeah so this was just the idea for that i had of like well that feels like a good solution at least right it, it mm-hmm. balances both sides so. yeah yeah for sure uh um, yeah like you said not perfect because you could get the butt end through still but at least it's not like the tip of the stick that you know most yeah exactly are and, and, around, and typically right? the butt end is being held by someone's hand right so yeah yeah exactly. a lot less likely so yeah um so yeah um we, we talked about st louis and minnesota being the one of those two to be the next up to face colorado uh mm-hmm. st louis currently leads that series uh three to two if i remember correctly that is correct, yes. Yeah, uh, with a 5-2 win last night over the Minnesota Wild. But um, I still think that series is far from over. I, I think it's still going to go seven games. The It's been very back and forth all um, all series long. Yeah, Blues, mm-hmm. Wild, Wild, Blues, Blues. Probably Wild again. Um, and then Game 7 is anybody's, in my opinion. Yeah, would be my hope. So, and... Uh... Tracking is still saying tomorrow I get my Minnesota Flurry jersey, so that'd be cool to have that to watch that game six. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Um, besides that, I don't really have anything else to say about that series. Yeah, um, Just, it's it's been a it's been a hard played series, and whoever gets out of that is gonna have to play hard again against the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, for sure. But if there's anybody to stop Colorado advancing i feel like to the stanley cup finals even it's going to be one of those teams yeah for sure yeah uh moving on to the pacific division um just because it's the uh, we've kind of just been going in the order that it is in the app so um calgary dallas what's uh 
What's that game at? Because I'm assuming you would have it on. That game is currently one nothing Dallas. Uh, somewhere Hell yeah. In <laughs> somewhere in the second, you said? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's been another back and forth one surprise. I mean, somewhat surprisingly, but I mean, if anyone's paid attention to the Stars over the last few years, they're, they're a defensive, solid, solid defensive team. Um, yeah. Maybe only one line offensively, which explains the lack of goals um by them but the solid defense maybe explains the lack of goals by calgary as well yeah it's kind of a mix of both so i definitely got into it a bit more on the last episode i'm not going to just retread uh what we talked about before but um yeah but i guess there yeah since the last episode though the flames kind of seem to finally break through offensively getting uh, mm-hmm. Four goals, um, which was a series high because they got one, then they got shut out, then two. And then, yeah, game four was four goals. Um, mm-hmm. Johnny Goudreau got a goal, although it was a penalty shot. So, you know, he had, in in my opinion, that's not really an offensive breakthrough. Like, you you got to just do whatever you want. Like, if he was on the breakaway, I doubt he would have scored. In my opinion, I'm a yeah. certified Johnny Goudreau hater, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> breakaways and penalty shots are not normally Goudreau's forte. I'll just say that. So, I was yeah. like not looking at that actually when it happened. So, mm-hmm. I was very happy to hear, like, oh, he scores. And I'm like, yeah, wait. Um, yeah. yeah, that game was very much just, uh, I, I feel like I've learned after this game for sure now. Do not doubt Daryl Sutter. I still do just a little bit in certain areas. There's some things yeah. that I don't like, um, just like, yeah. be, like from the fan perspective. But I, I straight up looked at, okay, the Flames are running 11 forwards, seven defensemen in a series that they are down and, and are struggling to score. I'm like, mm-hmm. that feels counterintuitive because the defense has been good. Right, yeah. it's it's been just low scoring. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I was like, this feels counterintuitive to me. Sure enough, they go out and and win a game four two, and I'm just like, okay, what the fuck do I know then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, um, uh. yeah, that's that's really what I got to to say about that series there. So, yeah, um, okay, <sighs> Edmonton and L.A. I L.A. just played their. They they got back to playing their game, I think, in game four. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So they, they played yeah. shutdown hockey of like with Kopitar and Deneau and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did the same thing in, in game five as well. Um that yeah. that was gonna be a four two game until um or, until sorry, we, yeah, sorry, game five, my bad. I, well yeah. no, no, you were right in game four too, as well. Oh, okay. The the four nothing game, yeah. I would say. But yeah, game five, like it, it was a four two game until McDavid and Drysidel decided to pop off. Um yeah. I think that was the first time that Jay Woodcroft actually put those two together like for an extended period of time at five on five because oh, okay. nobody else was clicking offensively. Mm. And even those guys, like, they didn't show up for the first period. Like it, it was abysmal. And then they eventually just figured it out over the course of the game. They were like one of the only two guys going. So, okay, let's load them up because otherwise nothing happens. Mm-hmm. They ended up tying the game and then I wanted to die. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, for any, if, if anybody watched the live stream last night, you kind of already know my thoughts on where the series series is going, but my, my hope has decreased quite a lot <laughs> and it's because of 15 years of Edmonton letdowns um, 
probably. Understandable. But <laughs> I, at this point, they can only impress me. Like, if they go into LA and, and just slack them, then the hope is back. Game seven, baby. Anything can happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but right now, the hope is so incredibly low that I'm not even going to bother watching game six. I, I, <laughs> I, if they would have won, I probably would have done another watch long on Thursday, but it's not worth my time to watch that game now. And if it's good, I'm going to watch the highlights. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's how I feel. Um, I know Calgary fans were kind of in the same boat after, um, after game three, was it? That yeah, you guys were like, oh my Dallas fuck, went this up, team. Yeah, Dallas went up two one in this series, and even I was like, okay, let's try to calm down a little bit here. It's only two one. Yes, they are halfway, but we uh, still have a win here. Like, it, it's game <laughs> three. Let, let's calm down here a second. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. But now, if Dallas takes this game here tonight, then yes, start to panic a little bit because it's three to two at that point. The Flames would have to win two straight. So yeah. Um, let's move on to the East now, unless you had anything else that you wanted to say about. Yeah, I got nothing else here. Okay. Okay. Um, so the, the Panthers actually came back, um, in their game against the Capitals tonight. Cause they were down, they were down three, nothing at one point. Holy shit. They yeah. scored five unanswered to, uh, yep. to what would that be? Is that to take the series lead three, two now? Yes, I, like correct. I said, I've, I haven't I haven't really followed this series um, much at all. But I mean, over the last couple of games, it looks like we're getting the Panthers that everyone expected. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah. have you been following this series like at all? Not really. Just yeah, just kind of from a distance, pretty much. So really, the uh, the the only way I've been kind of following it is like on bets. And I, I said if I don't hit the one that I have tonight. I'm not betting for the rest of the playoffs. <laughs> so I, I, I've definitely had a lot of losses than wins lately. So yeah. um, if you're curious to the one that I'm rolling tonight, I got a three, three game parlay, uh, the Florida money line, which I got that Jake Gensel with over 0.5 points. Got that one. Mm-hmm. All I need right now is an anytime goal scorer from Johnny Goudreau. And I can turn mm-hmm. $2 into 1040. So nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I mean, like it sounds like safe bets, but obviously that's why you made them because it's like, oh, this yeah. is going to happen, right? Um, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, hopefully that hits. Well, I mean, hopefully. I, I, like, I, I, wanted I, to I hit need money, you. man. I need money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to hit for you, but like I don't want it to hit because I don't want <laughs> good road to score. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Toronto Tampa Bay. Apparently, game five was like the game of the postseason so far. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it, but I was kind of hearing yeah. the same thing too. It's just crazy and whatnot. Matt, like Toronto has the 3 2 lead now. Do mm-hmm. not fuck <laughs> this up. Like, yeah. I am actually actively rooting for the Toronto Maple Leafs, not because I like or I don't like the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's that I just, I know the monetary value in the Toronto Maple Leafs succeeding. For the NHL. Mm-hmm. Do you want a bigger jump potentially in your salary cap? Do you want more money going into the NHL, like actually doing something worthwhile? <laughs> you want the Toronto Maple Leafs to succeed. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. I I think that the Lightning take this uh this game six here because 
their their track record in elimination games is just insane. It's like yeah, like I, oh, I know man. that I know that at some point they have to lose, right? Maybe yeah. I I don't know, but like it's it's the same thing as like when people were like picking them to win the cup like back in 2018, 2019, and then yeah. in like for every year after, people are like, I'm picking the Tampa Bay Lightning until they win because <laughs> yeah. they gotta win sometime, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that that's kind of the 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 boat I'm in. It's like. Vasilevsky's like what sixteen and zero in elimination games or Some, something it's stupid. Something stupid, yeah. Or it's like, or I think it's that not an elimin. Oh, maybe it's elimination game. Oh no, no, it's the other way around. It's I think it's like he's undefeated after a loss. There's oh yes, that's the one yeah. I was thinking of. But there's he's got a streak for elimination games as well. Jesus, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, if this game goes to a game seven, I will make time out of my day to watch this game specifically with the Steve Dangle stream <laughs> that they're doing on the Sportsnet YouTube yeah. channel because yeah. this year they introduced also a heart rate monitor <laughs> for Dangle. <laughs> and I want to see for a game seven how high that thing goes up. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I think that would be extremely entertaining. I know some people aren't a fan of Steve Dangle or that. I love the guy. I love the... The content that they do over at uh, SDPN and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I I hope for honestly for Toronto fans' sake, and I do have friends that are Toronto fans and whatnot. I, I hope they can close this in six. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. just for all of their mental health. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> yeah, game game seven in Toronto has so much like trauma associated yeah, with pretty it. much just game seven involving toronto over yeah the last right 10 years that's so much trauma yeah man if if i was a therapist in council like in toronto or like a counselor in toronto my rates would double oh, if there was a game playoffs. seven during playoffs no, yeah just no just during, <laughs> just playoffs. during playoffs yeah I mean, once it hits game seven triple it yeah i, triple I know that, what you doubled already <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i i know that like you know well I, obviously, I'm joking because a I'm not a therapist, and <laughs> we we said that, that last that time we are not amazing. registered yeah. therapists. Yeah. Do not and, actually take our advice. Well, yeah, most of our advice, seriously. Yeah, but b like I also don't and typically enjoy the fact that people profit off of other people's mental health issues. Like I get yeah. that you have to pay some money, but like I, I think it's shitty when yeah, know, it does suck. It's like oh, you have very severe problems. Well. $200 and I'll help you. Oh, you can't afford that? Per session. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I'm joking. Let me, this is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Let me be clear. Um, yeah. Carolina, Boston. The Carolina's got to close this out. Yeah. I mean, they got back Ranta and all of a sudden they win 5 1. So, yeah. I, I, yeah. Carolina in six. I, th- I, I think it happens on Thursday. Yep. Yeah. Me too. So, and then. Pittsburgh, New York, man, New York's really got to figure their shit out. Yeah, they they closed the gap as you said earlier. Yep. Um, but I yeah, I, I think after those two tough losses, the seven four and the seven two, they they really just kind of looked inside of themselves and were like, we got to help Shesterkin out. Yeah, a little bit more. They desperately need to. He he got them there. They have to. They gotta take, help them. They they have to take them to that next step, like the rest of yeah. the players. Shosturkin's been, from what I've seen, and granted it's not been a lot, he's played the same way he has in the regular season. The seven goals against are not his fault. It's, no. 
it, he's doing everything that he can, everything that he did before, and it's just he's not getting the help from the team, and now it's really showing yeah. because they're playing a strong Pittsburgh team. Yeah, because uh, what was it? Was it yes? No, not yesterday. Two days ago was the uh, the seven two win for Pittsburgh. Yeah. I watched that second period where all those goals, like a bunch of those goals, happened, and I was just like, none of those are really Shesterkin's fault. No, from what I no, exactly could gather. So yeah, but. yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, that's kind of where we sit in the playoffs. Um, pretty relatively quick discussion compared to what we've done yeah. in the past. So. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, take another very short break. And then on the other side, um, what do we have? You got uh, something for what's clocking. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we doing a goals update or goals update? The goals got knocked out in two of the best of three to the Ontario rain. There Season's you go. Done. There's your goals. Uh, update. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there were the seventh seed facing the third or sixth seed, fa- sixth, sixth facing second. Right, because the Stockton Heat, uh, the Flames affiliate, got uh, a buy to the right. next round. Okay, so. yeah. Um, so that's uh, yeah, that's your that's goals, goals update. That's your that's the last one for the season. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate. No, no hockey to talk about. But um, oh, we do have the World Championship, which we'll maybe get to next time. I know there was a roster release, yeah. but we, we're already running long. So, um, yeah. so yeah, let's take a quick break here, and then on the other side, we got something for what's quacking. Woo! What is up, Devils fans? It's your boy, Neil Villapiano. Make sure you check out the Devils State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. From Taylor Ham or Porkroll to how much we hate the Rangers, we got you covered. New episodes every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Hockey Podcast Network website. And always remember to rock on. Woo! Neil's been doing. I talked too early. My bad. Uh, <laughs> Neil's been doing a lot of uh, watch-alongs over on the THPN uh, mm-hmm. YouTube channel as well. As Carter, Carter's also been doing uh, Oilers and Kings, a couple of them this year. Uh, man, I just, I just, I want Edmonton and Calgary to advance to the second round because I want the two of us to take all seven games. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I want it so badly. I I don't even care that we're the Ducks podcast and that there's there's two flame shows. I think there's two Oilers ones, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I, I I don't give a fuck. Sorry, boys at like in the dome and Barnburger and the other Connor show. And there's there's one other one for the. Um, I think I think that's the only Oilers one. Oh, is it the only Oilers just, one? Okay, yeah. I, I'm sorry to all of you though, but we're taking that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're we're 100 taking that. So. Um, but yeah, definitely go check out the THPN YouTube channel as well. A uh, bunch of, and it's not just one a night. I think they have doubled up. Uh, on There's some been of two these pretty well. much every night. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely go check it out. Neil's been doing a bunch of them and he does great. He does a great job every time. So yeah. Every time I go on, people are like, where's Neil? And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then you're, and then you're on for a little bit and they go, where's Nate? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it's, it's just university all over again. Right. Where we like started to do our own things. And like people yeah. like you'd go somewhere. Oh, where's Nate? I go somewhere. Oh, where's Carter? And it's like, we are like, a we, couple of you guys. We, like, we, we have lives we outside have of life. each other. Right. <laughs> we're, we're just, we're just a pair, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, actually, uh, I, I forgot to tell you this, but on the first live stream I did for the playoffs, Lauren hopped on and she said, hi, Nate. And I was like, I'm actually Carter. Uh, because the, the, the name bar was covered by, because um, I was full screen, it was covered by the overlay that we oh, had. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she, she didn't have that. And, and so I was like, oh, like, I'm Carter. But like, no worries. It, it happens literally all the time. And I was like, somebody... Um, I think this is how the story went, but somebody thought that my name was Nate Carter because we were always together. I can't remember if it was they thought my name was Nate Carter or if they thought your name was, but either way, they thought one oh, of yeah, us was Nate it was, Carter. It was one of us. It was uh, we were still playing. We were still playing shows, and someone was trying to figure out a band to open when yeah. they came through town, and they saw Nate Carter, but it yeah. was supposed to be like Nate and Carter. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that now. Yeah, that was uh, that was the boys in Bellevue. That's what okay, was. that's what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was during, well, when was that? 2018, I think. But Maybe. you happen to be on that tour anyway with a different band. So yeah. it kind of worked <laughs> out for you anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, they thought it was Nate they thought Carter. It was Nate but... Carter. <laughs> and so we were talking to them after. Like, I was there more just like, like as a supporter and whatnot, happy to be talking mm-hmm. to the one person in Bellevue because we went to school together. And it was like, oh, yeah, that, that's what we were trying to do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh, I love yeah, that. I thought that was funny. I don't remember how we got yeah. onto this topic, but anyways, we're going to move on from that topic yeah. now to uh, <laughs> what we actually had for what's quacking. Um, so uh, we've just we've talked about doors versus wheels before. Okay, and, I thought this is the direction we were going with this. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know what? We don't have an answer. We didn't have an answer, but the internet's forgot about it. We don't give a shit anymore. We've moved on to the next great thing. It's it's just like the dress all over again. Like everybody <laughs> cared about it for three days, and then they forgot about it. And then people are like, "Oh, well, let's I'm, try." And I'm bring looking at back, this, but... and there's already only one correct answer here. You'd think, but hold on, because Ali brought this up on the live stream, so okay. there, I, I've got some good points already. Okay. But instead of wheels versus doors, it's what is there more of in the world: legs or eyes? Okay, what's your answer first? I don't have an answer, actually. I'm torn. It's, it's legs. Why do you say legs? Dude, how many, like, bugs are there with multiple... There's literally a centipede. Yeah. Which, compared okay. to a human, has a 50 to 1 ratio of legs. Yeah. And millipedes have even more, I'm pretty sure, than, than yeah. 100 legs. So, yeah, it's like, just with, like, millipedes and centipedes alone, mm-hmm. legs have such a leg yeah. up on the competition <laughs> so it's it, it's got to be legs okay so counter argument fish two eyes or more no legs it's it's fish though yep but there's a lot of fucking fish dude okay but you also need think about how big the ocean for, is you need you need 50 fish for one centipede Dude, I could I could guarantee you that there's probably 50 fish to every centipede in the world. How many fish in the world? But then you also have so many animals that walk on four legs. But have two centipedes. Yeah. But have like a set like one pair of eyes, like two eyes. Yeah, but also if so you it's think, already outnumbered but, two to one. Yeah, but if you think about that, like there's animals that might only have three legs because they lost one, or humans that only have one leg, because we're not counting prosthetics here yeah I, like I, I know ableism and all that stuff but we're talking like <laughs> we're not trying to be mean what, to people who've lost a limb yeah yeah like, exactly but like it's just <laughs> yeah so i don't know okay so 
the best estimates by scientists place the number of fish in the ocean at, okay, what is this? That is thousands, millions, billions, 3.5 trillion fish. 3.5 trillion. That's an insane amount. And then centipedes. Centipedes. How many centipedes are in the world? Worldwide, an estimated 80,000 oh, species of centipedes. Okay, but I want how many. Oh, that's terrifying, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the 10 biggest centipedes in the world? I'm not clicking on that. I don't even no, want to click on the don't. Wikipedia article because it's yeah, going to be a please big don't. picture. Um, I can't even see it. I just don't even want to hear it. Oh, actually, it's pretty small. <laughs> yeah. Um, still gross, but actually centipedes don't have 100 legs. It is the millipedes, though, that have a lot. So oh, I, want, okay. I want the number of of centipedes in the world approximately well, how, many legs does a has, how many legs does a centipede have then i don't know but the i, I assumed it was a, it was like cent 100 right yeah well, i mean looking at the i mean they might have a bunch underneath their body but looking at the picture it's like i could count the number of legs mm -hmm. so that i don't know i'd say like 20 still though it's a massive like ratio to, to eyes yeah well i mean how i many think it's legs i think do, it's legs do they only have two eyes centipedes? i'd assume if any Never actually oh, seen many centipede species of centipedes lack eyes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, but some possess a variable number of ocelli, which are sometimes clustered together to form true compound eyes. Do we count those as one eye, like a compound no. eye? I, no, I, I, I'm talking legit eyes. <laughs> so a compound eye, if it's made up of like 20 eyes, that would be 20. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards the eyes because, like, mostly just because, like, there's tons of things in the ocean that just have, like, a buttload of eyes and no legs because they have no use for them. Also, snakes. Snakes don't have legs. There's a lot of snakes out there. You could argue their whole body's one leg. No. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, shuffles. <laughs> If I cut off your legs and you have to get around by a snake, you don't still have one leg. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm Like I said, I don't really have an answer, but I'm leaning more towards eyes. I'm still leaning towards fish. legs. So, Dude, there's three and a half trillion fish in what <laughs> we know of the ocean. And we don't even and, know anything about the ocean. And I've eaten probably a solid thousand of them in my lifetime. <laughs> Yeah, but they have like a thousand babies a year or whatever. Like you saw Nemo. There was like look at how many eggs they were. They're just like How many of those got eaten? All of them, except for one, and now he's got a gimp fin and he touches butts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh man. Well that's uh Yeah. That that's another question we'll never have an answer to, but nope. we tried. Yeah. We tried. We tried. Best. So yeah. <laughs> I guess we're done. <laughs> That's it. I'm just laughing at the fact that I just like went off of like there's only one left and he's got a gimp fin dungeon butts. Yeah. This is a I, this I, is a I, very I did, like an, like a, like ableist podcast. A little bit. But like I just like I straight up that was that was the Peter Griffin thing of everything just came out no filter whatsoever. Like yeah. I kind of had to realize what I said there for a second. <laughs> I mean, none of it was false by any means, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of like a <laughs> like the poor descriptions of movies. That, <laughs> like 
whatever it's called and you have to try and guess the movie it's yeah. kind of like that like that description poor description yeah yeah if you hadn't started out by saying like in finding nemo i would have been like what the hell are, <laughs> what are you, you talking, talking about, about? <laughs> <laughs> so oh man well I think that wraps up this episode of the Quack Report. Nate, where, <laughs> where can all of the Leafs fans that listen to this podcast rip you a new one for saying Michael Bunting does not deserve the Calder? Hey, you can at least try to be nice because I'm rooting for you guys at the playoffs here, okay? <laughs> Come on. Uh, you can send the midway point hate mail to me, I guess, <laughs> uh, on Twitter at Tate Namas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. Uh, and you, you you can at me for being ableist and even though I'm not like <laughs> just <laughs> I know that I just came across that way but we're I, not talking about prosthetics <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but I know that uh, you know there's probably somebody offended out there so if you want to, to at me you can I'll allow it at Carter if you under- want an apology from Carter. Yeah, yeah, there we go. If you want an apology, that's at Carter underscore pots, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97 on Twitter. You can follow the show at Quack Report Pod, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, YouTube, just search The Quack Report to find us. And at HockeyPodNet is where you can find the network. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you Monday for a new episode.